from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my date with the president's daughter and the cheetah girls movies together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen so kick back grab your popcorn and join us listen to magical rewind on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts brought to you by state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there on this episode of newt's world I'm joined by members of my Inner Circle Club for a fascinating conversation about a wide range of issues and topics on their minds. We hold these regular video conference calls so that we can have an honest discussion about what is happening in America today. I find it extraordinarily helpful to me personally in helping think through the issues that are facing us. So I hope you'll find this episode of Newt's World informative. And if you'd like to become a member of my Inner Circle Club, Please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one or two year membership today. I want to thank all of you for belonging to the Inner Circle and giving us this chance to share ideas and talk about what's going on. I have to tell you that it has been a wild couple of weeks. Calista and I spent a good bit of time watching those 15 ballots, and any of you who watched one or more of them know, when you have to go through a person-by-person roll call in the House, it takes a good while. In the old days, that was seen as an advantage because people could get on the floor, they could chat with each other, they could cut deals, they could discuss legislation, and then the modern efficiency set in, and nowadays you have 15 and five-minute votes where you just go in and you got a card, you put it in a receiver, you send your vote signal, and then the next person follows you. And it's amazing how fast it is. But it does mean you don't have as much time with each other and you have more time with your staff and more time with visitors back in your offices. So it's a very different system. I personally did not like the way that the dissidents tried to use their numbers to blackmail the rest of the conference. I liked almost everything they wanted to achieve. And I thought what they were trying to do made sense. But I thought the way they were trying to do it was a very dangerous precedent because once you establish the principle that when you have a very narrow majority, McCarthy has a four-vote majority, Pelosi had a four-vote majority, in 2000, Denny Hastert had a five-vote majority. When you have that narrow majority, 
if the principle is that any five or six people can blackmail the whole rest of the conference, it's an invitation to chaos. I wrote early on a newsletter, which you can get at Gingrich 360, where I said, the choices really were Kevin or chaos. And as you saw, vote after vote after vote, his 200 plus were solid. They weren't leaving. They weren't going anywhere. And ultimately, that wore down, I think, the resistance. And they listened to each other. And they figured out that really broke into two groups. There was a policy group that was about 16 of the 20 people who were dissidents. And then there were about four of them who just didn't like McCarthy. It didn't matter what the policy was. They were not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy for speaker. But the other 16 actually had serious policy and procedural issues. Those got met. And as a result, at the end, they finally get everything worked out. If you have not seen it, I strongly urge you to take a look at and literally watch it rather than read it. The speech that McCarthy gave, it's about 1.15 in the morning or 1.30 in the morning on Saturday. So it was unfortunate because most of the country wasn't watching at that stage. It's a remarkably good speech. And towards the end, he talks about Lincoln and something which I'd never thought about, which is that Lincoln in his one term actually had a desk in the old house chamber. And the McCarthy likes to go to where Lincoln's desk was. And just think about, here's this one-term congressman who will ultimately save the union and defend the Constitution. And he's right there on the floor. And I think it was a very touching part of the speech. And then he went and talked about a very famous painting of Washington crossing the Delaware, painted by a German artist, really inaccurate technically, but McCarthy walked through all of it. So I talked today to his press secretary because I was writing a newsletter, which will come out, called The American Speaker. And it turned out those two sections were not in the original transcript because I got an early transcript and I went through it. And the two things I wanted to write about weren't there. And so I called his press secretary. I said, you know, what is going on here? And he said, well, actually, McCarthy just winged those things. When you see the speech, you'll see that not only does he have a command of the facts, but you'll see the emotion, the patriotism, the sense of commitment that those two stories led to. And I thought it was very telling. I've always liked Kevin, but it made me feel really good that he's approaching this with the right tone to be an American speaker and to deal with issues. Very, very patient, as you could see. 15 ballots sitting right there on the floor, smiling and waiting, chatting with folks, including people who are just a total pain in the neck. But he got it. That is the nature of a free society. And I told my Democratic friends, they're in shock because they're used to a dictatorship. They're used to everybody trooping in, voting as Nancy wants, having no particular opinions. And all of a sudden, you have a genuine free society where people are actually being out in the open. Now, I think that Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats are going to do everything they can to make it impossible to sustain an open house. I think they're going to figure out every gimmick, every negative amendment, every embarrassing procedure. And that's their right. And I think that the Republicans have to decide that they're going to make freedom work. They're going to make openness work. They're going to make transparency work and let people see the two teams. I think if the Republicans focus on big ideas, big issues, big solutions, they'll do just fine. And that will reach the country despite the news media and despite the Democrats. It was exactly as McCarthy had promised. They voted on repealing the 87,000 IRS agents. 
that may not go anywhere, but it sets the right standard and also puts all the Democrats on line as having said they wanted 87,000 more IRS agents. And I think that that's a significant step towards the 2024 election. In addition, I just saw an article a few minutes ago, McCarthy apparently is going to take Swalwell and Schiff off of their committees. Pelosi started down this line. She was warned at the time, it is a very dangerous precedent to allow the majority to decide who serves on what committees. But having made that precedent, I think what Kevin McCarthy is going to do is exactly right. I had several very good talks with people about moving towards a balanced budget. As all of you probably remember, while I was speaker, we had four consecutive balanced budgets. We were actually talking at one point about paying off the U.S. debt. It is possible to continue in that direction. And I think that there's a really serious commitment by the House Republicans to, at a minimum, have a plan to get to a balanced budget within 10 years. We set out to do it in seven. We actually ended up balancing the budget in four. It's a huge, complicated project, but it is doable, particularly if you go back to economic growth and to seeing if you can get more things happening. I want to say one thing about what will be one of the most controversial parts of that. I am willing to be very pro-defense. My dad spent 27 years in the Army. I grew up on military bases. I have served in a variety of national defense roles over the course of my career. But I think the Pentagon is like any other bureaucracy. It's too big. It's too paper-bound. It's too bureaucratic. It has huge zones of waste. It has rules and regulations that make no sense. So I'm not automatically for giving them more money. I am for a thorough and complete overhaul of the Pentagon. And I think that that should be part of any budget process. I don't think we should automatically salute if it's in uniform, if it's wasteful. I don't think we should automatically give the enormous number of civilian employees a pass and not even look critically at what they're doing. And that'll be one of the big arguments on the right between those who want to just give more money to the Pentagon and those who want to reform it and get it to be more effective. So that's a topic you'll see coming up again and again. Finally, we will have a huge debate over raising the debt ceiling. The fact is we have no choice except to raise the debt ceiling. The way the law works, if we don't pass an increase in the debt ceiling, it will revert back to a much lower number, which is unsustainable. And we will find that we're in grave risk of default, and a default's the equivalent of nuclear war. The impact on the world, if the United States government defaulted and could not pay its bonds, would be unbelievable. It would cause chaos worldwide. It would throw the economy into a huge tailspin. It would end the United States as a place you can safely put your money in. Remember, one of the reasons we grow so much is if you're a Venezuelan or a Cuban or a Russian or a Ukrainian, you name it, the United States is a lot safer place to put your money. And so we have a huge amount of capital that flows into the U.S., whether it's to be invested or to buy property or whatever. If we suddenly became as unstable as some of these other countries, and if the dollar became as uncertain as some of these other currencies, we would suffer a real long-term loss. So we will at some point raise the debt ceiling. But the question is, can we do it in a way that conservatives get the kind of reforms they want? And I think that that's a very legitimate debate. It's one that should start right now. The legislative branch takes several months to communicate. The White House can communicate in one week because of the difference in how much media pays attention. So I'm hoping 
that the new House Republicans will start focusing literally the week after next. When they come back, they have a one week off. When they come back, I hope they'll start focusing on a strategy to pass the debt ceiling with major reforms, moving us in the direction of a balanced budget. Lots to talk about, a lot of things going on. I was deeply saddened Sunday night when the Packers lost. I was extraordinarily happy last night when the Bulldogs won and the University of Georgia once again was the number one team in the country. And so we'll see where we go from here. But I'm delighted to have this chance to report to you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I do. You made the comment about how the Democrats say so tight together. What is it that causes them to do that? I think two things. One is I think they're a culture of community solidarity. It goes back in part to the labor unions. It goes back to the mindset of the left. I mean, communism banded you together, period. And to deviate from it was to risk being killed. So there's a deep tradition on the left of solidarity, of seeing themselves as constantly under threat. Second, if you are in any way breaking from their pattern, they'll try to beat you in the primary immediately. And in fact, a moderate Democrat was defeated, an incumbent was defeated in Oregon by precisely that kind of mindset. So they're faced in a sense, both with the psychology of being together, think of them as muskox, if you will. And they also have 
a genuine fear if they stray from the herd that they'll get defeated. Good afternoon, Mr. Speaker. Welcome from Fairfax. Given the state of the economy, mounting national debt, and diminished civility within Congress, where does modernizing and protecting the nationwide electrical grid fit into congressional priorities? Not as high as it should. I've testified a couple of years ago, electromagnetic pulse is an enormous danger. We are not prepared to deal with an electromagnetic pulse. And for I have testified in favor of really fundamentally redeveloping our whole electrical system and our telephone system to be able to withstand an electromagnetic pulse attack. I think that we would be shocked how much we would be hurt if such an attack occurred. And there are a number of countries now that have the technology to do that. So I think it's one of the real chinks in our armor. But what you have is the electric companies don't want to put up the money. The Defense Department doesn't want to put up the money. We haven't figured out a way to get it built as fast as we should. At a minimum, all new electrical construction ought to be hardened against EMP attacks. That'd be sort of a minimum step in the right direction. Speaker, before you were elected speaker, you had the contract with America, and there were books printed on it even before the election. This time, it seemed like they had something like something, contract with something. You never heard them say anything about it. And before you were elected speaker, as I recall, you and others had what they call special orders on C-SPAN, where you instructed people. And they talked to each other. And, well, now, uh, the gentleman, what do you think of this? And I remember thinking, this is great. Why don't, Mr. Speaker, my opinion, why don't they do things like that, like they really mean it? Well, I think the actual commitment to America, which you can see at commitmenttoamerica.com, is pretty impressive intellectually. It has about 150 specific positive policy ideas developed by the House Republican Conference, not by the leadership, not by the staff, but by working groups of members. It was a very serious effort to move in the right direction. We deliberately limited the contract to 10 items because we didn't think that the communication system could carry more than 10. Now, we had a number of secondary issues like cleaning up the house and changing certain rules. But the core of the contract was 10 really big ideas. And they were big. They were like balancing the budget or reforming welfare. I think that in that sense, they probably could have done a better job. But I thought that they were positive. They were moving in the right direction. And I agree with you. You know, I don't know if it's because we used to be in the minority and therefore we had spare time. But we used one minute speeches and special orders on a tremendous scale. And I don't think anybody since then has done anything like the same. And I would actually encourage the House Republicans to develop some kind of rotation and have two or three special orders every night explaining at an issue level in a very positive way, not partisan, not anti-Democrat, but what are they trying to do for America? And what are they trying to do that they believe the American people want done? I think that would be a very healthy development. Hi, Mr. Speaker. This is Debbie Cook from Cincinnati, Ohio. I am just wondering, is there any way to watch debates in the Congress in real time? And how could one make that happen? Well, I mean, you can always watch C-SPAN. C-SPAN covers, I think C-SPAN 1 covers the House and C-SPAN 2 covers the Senate. And when they're in session, they're live. I think you can, in fact, watch the House if you want to. And of course, we developed when I was Speaker, the very second day I was Speaker, we turned on the Thomas system. And that carries all of the House information. So every bill should be on the Thomas system 
and you should be able to track down the things you want to learn. They're really amazingly powerful tools, and they're designed to make the legislative process open for every American. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. We have some pre-submitted questions that I'll read you. The first comes from Marietta, who asked, isn't it good to hold out for concessions when you have the power to do so? Why didn't the 80% want these concessions also? Look, I think that it's dangerous to set the principle inside your own party of holding out for concessions. Remember, when Andy Biggs ran against McCarthy for leader, it was 85% for McCarthy. When they got to the floor and began voting to nominate the speaker, it was 90% for McCarthy. On every single vote, no more than 10% voted against McCarthy. So you have 10% holding up the entire conference and ultimately holding up the Congress and the American people. Obviously, you have every right to negotiate. And I think, in a sense, given the way that Pelosi ran a dictatorship, there's probably something pretty healthy about seeing what an open Congress is like. And I think over the next couple of months, it'll be interesting to watch because with open rules and open debate, open opportunity to amend how the next couple of months evolve, because it's very hard work. It's much easier to run a closed system like Pelosi, where a handful of leaders make all the decisions and everybody else's job is to say yes. When you start running an open system where everybody can have ideas, everybody can have amendments, everybody can try to get what they want, that's a much more complicated world. The next question was written in from Pat Cunningham. Pat asks, is there any Democrat representative who is nervous enough about the loss of power that they might be encouraged to jump ship? I honestly don't know. When we became a majority, we had a bigger majority than McCarthy has. We ultimately recruited six Democrats to switch parties. And it's possible that one or two of the more conservative Democrats might do that. But the Democratic Party has become so much more liberal. And frankly, at this narrow a margin, 
they can imagine that they're going to get back in power in 2024. So they might be tempted to hold out and see if they couldn't win the next round. Now, I think if they lose two times, you may see a little bit more of that. Or if the Republicans get their act together and it begins just to be too unpleasant to be in Congress, you might see a large number of Democrats retiring before the next election. Jeremy says, I work in the healthcare industry and saw that Harvard Medical School offers courses about healthcare for LGBTQIA plus infants. How can I help fight against the woke agenda being pushed right now? Well, and call it out everywhere you see it. Go on talk radio, write letters to the editor, indicate that you're not going to support organizations that engage in that kind of woke behavior. Disney just took a tremendous economic hit because the American people repudiated the degree to which their CEO wanted to be woke. So you can have an impact. And our final question comes from Grace. Grace is a college student who says she wants to be involved in politics. Do you have any book recommendations that she can read to educate herself as much as possible to prepare for the future? First of all, I'm delighted you want to do that. I would urge you to find campaigns to be involved in. You're going to have a presidential race coming up, probably in your state, a Senate race. Now, politics is so complicated that actually doing it is very helpful. So find a couple of races you can be involved in. That'll help. Read every biography you can read about politicians. See what their life is like, how they responded. People like Lincoln in particular, who are amazing, or Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Ronald Reagan. Then I would say, from my background, this may surprise you, there's a little book written in the 1870s called Plunkett of Tammany Hall. Plunkett was a member of the Tammany machine. He was an old-time politician. And late in his life, he talked to a newspaper reporter and told him how the machine really worked. It's one of the most amazing books about politics I've ever read. And then for my generation, I started with the very first Theodore White book on the making of the president in 1960. And I would recommend reading that whole series. White was a brilliant reporter. He had covered the Chinese Civil War. He'd covered World War II. He was extraordinarily knowledgeable. He was very close to President John F. Kennedy, who suggested to him, why don't you write about the campaign? You'd learn an amazing amount reading that. And I think you'd find a great deal about it. And then I have a new book that'll come out this coming summer called March to the Majority, where Joe Gaylord and I describe how we created and grew the party that won the 1994 campaign. You might find that useful also. Let me thank all of you for being involved tonight. We're going to continue to have these kind of get-togethers think about the range of questions we had this evening. It's very, very useful to remind me of issues I might or might not have at the top of my list. And so, you know, I encourage you. And if you have friends who you think would enjoy being part of this, please urge them to come and join us. They can go to Gingrich 360 and join the Inner Circle. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. And thank you to members of my Inner Circle Club. And if you'd like to become a member, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one or two year membership today. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com newsletter. 
I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville. Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.